Hey everyone, Aaron Stewart from The Little Black Couch. Boom, there. Thanks for joining me today on a Friday. Good to have you with me on our pursuit, pursuit of entrepreneurship. I have had a very interesting day and I'll jump in on that uh, very shortly. Uh, but lots to talk about, especially, um, I had some discussions yesterday that I thought were pretty fascinating, but we'll get into, I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna go off schedule a little bit and uh, discuss this, and then I'll pick up and finish off our week uh, tomorrow on Saturday. But let's, uh, let's get going with the intro, and we'll jump right into it. Welcome back, friends. So you can kind of see, I've obviously, the green screen, but I've done a little, I've done something a little bit dif differently, and this was actually suggested from my wife. And I'm trying to figure out. So when I started, I had like all the logos for the different businesses that I've been a part of over the years, and then kind of go to sort of the little black couch one with the little Dr. A logo there. I don't know. I think it's cool. It's like, you know, we're trying to mimic those like, I don't know, I, I think of the Utah Jazz, but like, it doesn't matter where they go. They stick up that little curtain thing and then the coach gets in front of it when he does his interview. And so it's always got jazz logos and everything behind it. So anyway, my wife thought that this might be an interesting look. I agree with her. So yeah, I just made these up with Photoshop and I got a whole bunch of a different, I can change it all kinds of things. So like all the different types of companies and uh, yeah, so pretty interesting stuff. There's like, oh, there's this one. Oh, that's the one I just did. But there's um, also, where's the, there's this one. Little Accutrans. So, you know, different sort of things. But um, yeah, let's make sure we get back. I'm going to go back to Little Black Couch because that's what we are today. So anyway, Welcome to Friday. Hope that your week was a good one, and this is a great way to end up the week. Uh, before we jump right into the topic on the whole purpose of an avatar, uh, there's there's much talk about this, and I just want to kind of throw my opinion in there because I've had a lot of um, positive and super negative experiences with that. But before I do that, let's bring in our special guest, the namesake of the show. He's a little upset at me because I didn't clean off the couch before I went live. I'm looking at some other things going on in life right now. And so um, maybe you'll see some of this coming up pretty quick. But uh, anyway, so I had to unpack it and then I had to come do here and then I had to run to a meeting. And then anyway, so he's a little, um, he's embarrassed. He's embarrassed, frankly, because he always likes to put his best cushion forward, if you will. Right? Okay. Enough of that. So folks, yes, avatar. What do we, you hear this all the time in business and you hear it all the time in entrepreneurship is that before you launch and before you get going, make sure that you understand who you're marketing to. 
right? And, and so I have been through this process with different companies about, I was trying to think about, it's right, it's somewhere between like eight and 12 times. I figure we've spent well over $100,000 to these agencies um, to have our avatar built out for us. And it's sometimes some of the groups were very, very detailed and some of the groups were not so much. It was just kind of a form and then we'd kind of spitball it and come up with something. But I've been so interested because there are so many different ways to do it. Um, but you'll have a bunch of different folks online now telling you that you need to jump in to your avatar and you need to understand your avatar. Okay, so the problem that I have with this, and I hope that you can, it's somewhat of a unique and frankly ironic uh, situation because you've got some folks that are telling us, um, well, for example, when you go online and you're trying to find out, find an opportunity for yourself, they'll tell you to go out and find a red ocean, essentially a, a marketplace where there's a lot of customers looking for one particular type of product and then coming up with a product that matches um, that group of individuals. So you kind of are finding your avatar because you're finding a market that's well-developed, it's ultra competitive, right? They've bloodied the waters with all this competition. And now you're trying to find those individuals, but then you're gonna tweak your offer a little bit to hopefully take a piece of those folks back with you to purchase your product, right? And you're gonna do that by being an attractive character. You're gonna do that by maybe making a better offer through your experience, whatever, right? You're going to present something that's more intriguing and maybe a solution that's just a little bit better, right? A little bit better mousetrap. You do it a little bit better and hopefully you can take some of these, these red ocean folks off of this and bring them into your new opportunity, which is your blue ocean, right? It's nobody's in there, it's just you, you're hanging out. Um, the water's fresh, there's not a lot of fighting going on because it's, it's, it's just you and your customers swimming around right in the blue ocean. So that's sort of the direction a lot of us are told to go when we first get into entrepreneurship. Find a very red ocean and then create a new opportunity and base your solution on this very well-defined avatar with maybe like they're not totally happy with all that's offered in the red ocean and so you try to peel them off that way, okay? So that's definitely one of the, one of the ways to go out and try to discover a market. Well, that avatar is quite well-defined right? It's essentially the people are buying in this red ocean. And if, to go super deep into that kind of avatar is frankly kind of a big waste of time, right? You're really looking for one or two little differences in the product. And then you're trying to, th that, you know, they have a problem with, right? So you're asking questions or whatever. And then you are now developing an avatar based on the answers you got back. You definitely didn't develop the avatar before you went to the market to see what is interest, what, what's interesting, right? So my first, I guess my first cautionary tell of the day is, if you are starting your business and going into a very developed, highly competitive market, you don't have to waste a lot of time on figuring out your avatar. It's already been basically done for you. Then ask questions to these, these folks that are buying and see if you can come up with a way to do it a little bit differently, a little uniquely, and then take off some of those folks for you 
then that could possibly be your avatar. This type of customer that wants this product but aren't happy with these little items, that's now my avatar and I'm going to pull customers that way. Okay, so that's a cool way to do it. A really, really cool way to find your customer base and a very easy way to figure out what your avatar is. Okay, good, awesome. Um, but you've got some folks that are out there online right now telling us that before you launch anything, you've got to really get detailed and figure out your avatar. Um, yeah, I, I mean, yes. You want to make sure that your marketing is going towards a certain group of people because there are not, nobody who is confused is going to buy, right? So if you're using, if you're forming an avatar to try to figure out your message and make sure that it's very concise and clear, then that's a good exercise, okay? I don't think you have to go so deep as figuring out their hair color and eye color. There's, I mean, we had some, we had a group that actually drew the people up and showed us, these are your people. And I'm like, they're cartoons. What are you talking about? Well, this, he has this and this and this. And I'm like, he's got green eyes. And I, I think people with brown eyes would like our stuff too. So anyway, they tried to make it very, very detailed. And I guess tried to, tried to justify the money that we paid them. Um, boy, okay, we're not ranting today. It's a happy Friday. We're gonna wrap it up on a positive note. So, um, so you wanna figure out your avatar so for your messaging. Great, I love that. I think that that is such a perfect and wonderful way to go. Um, and then here's, here's my story then for the day and where it was uh, sort of an interesting thing. And, and, and this is where you can kind of get caught up. And this is where making an avatar can kind of be a detriment, right? So when you make an avatar, you've got to make sure that when you go into it, you've thought about it, you've done case studies, you've talked to people, you've got a fairly good idea that this is the right client base for you, right? And you launch and your messaging and everything is to that group. You may find that you were way off and that your avatar needs some adjusting and it needs some adjusting quickly, okay? You have to be open-minded to that. I know of so many instances where people were so convinced that they had done so much work and figured out their avatar that they refused to give up on just that group of people and it cost them their business. So you cannot get to a situation where you are so convinced that you did such a good job on your avatar that it, you may not, you are not going to have to adjust it. Okay. So that is super, super important. And I'll tell you sort of a, it's a good story how we learned this. So um, when we launched, in 1999, we launched a little business called AccuTrans, and it's not on here anywhere, but it, it was one of those screens here. Let's do that, shall we? Um, there we go. So oh, we launched a little business called AccuTrans. Originally, it was called Acute Transfer, and literally, literally all we did was took digital cassette tapes and um, converted them into digital wave files and then moved them over the internet via 56k modems. Some of you folks have no idea what a 56k modem is, but it's super duper slow. When you see some of those old movies and it goes, that's a 56k modem. I literally had to dial in 
and then make a connection and then you had some internet. It was awful. Over a phone line, awful. Really, really bad stuff. But it was better than nothing. But that's, we were mo moving huge WAV files to our servers so they could be downloaded by our um, independent consultants or contractors to have the work done. So we were working with hospitals and it was medical transcription. We were working with hospitals and anyway, and then we started to actually start moving some of these files um, offshore. And we started that back in 2001. So I, we've had a little team in India since 2001. Um, we've had a few of them actually, but one stuck with us the whole time. Here we are 2019 and they're still with us 18 years later. Um, Madhu, thank you. Anyway, so, so we got into this sort of business. Well, we were working with medical professionals and so that was our avatar and we were only marketing to, to uh, medical professionals and trying to get them to give up their little mini cassette tapes and kind of go to, we were trying to move them onto a digital recorder and we had a distributorship with Olympus and we had it all figured out, right? And so we did, we started to grow and we started to do okay. But then one of our doctors um, was on the board of directors the workers' comp board, excuse me, of Union Pacific Railway, or railroad. They don't go by railway. Railroad. And so um, he was up there talking to them and just kind of expressed to them that, hey, there's this little group that pitched me on getting off my little cassette tapes and going digital. You should probably talk to them. Well, so they reached out. They literally called us. Okay, so we had not been advertising, marketing, or anything except to the medical industry. And that was our avatar. We did go through the process. So, I mean, this avatar creation stuff is not new. This figuring out your, your, um, your best client, not new stuff. I think we didn't, call it, we didn't call it avatar back then. We called it your perfect client, but same thing. You're just trying to figure out who you're marketing to. So this whole concept of an avatar is really, really old. I mean, it's got to be 100 years old. No, we've been doing this for years. So don't think that this avatar creation is somehow or another a, a new concept because it is not, okay? Old news, old stuff. Been going on for decades, okay? But anyway, so we had figured out our avatar and worked with this little group. And so it was medical professionals and it was hospitals. And that was our niche. And we were doing quite well. We were slowly growing, picking up doctors. Doctors were really excited that they didn't have to have people come pick up their tapes anymore or mail them. It would just, they could just use a digital recorder and we would take the files from the recorder and they'd have to dial into their, their internet service, but we would take it from there and poof, their transcription would come back and it was just like the coolest thing. Um, well, Union Pacific Rail, Railroad called me and said, hey, we're interested in this solution. And I remember thinking on the call, yeah, but we're, we're only a medical. Our avatar is doctors, period. And now you're a bunch of railroad folk? Don't think so. Um, but I sat there and listened to him and I said, you know what, it's probably worth going up and, have, and sitting down and having a conversation with him. So I went up there, it turns out that they weren't, they weren't using mini cassettes, they were using like the big old recorders with the big cassette tapes. And they would, they would have these uh, investigations where they would sit in a room and they'd push a button on the recorder and they'd have mics set up around the table and they would have these uh, investigations into employees' um, conduct according to union rules. And so they would go through and do all this and then they'd have this tape that, this tape that had to be transcribed and a bunch of other stuff. Well, 
Once they showed me all that, I said, yeah, we could probably figure something out, but we didn't have trained typists for railroad work or legal work or any of that. So we had to go out and get some people trained. But that became a very, very big business for us. It was probably 50 times bigger than the medical ever, ever was at the heyday. And so I, I, when we talk about avatars, I think that we have to be careful and we have to be willing to one, if we are not making enough sales and not growing as quickly as we feel like we should as a company, we may need to reinvestigate the avatar and see. Start asking questions and seeing why people aren't buying and figure out if maybe we missed on the avatar a little bit, right? If maybe the messaging isn't quite fitting who we think our customers are, or maybe our solution isn't fitting who we think our customers are, and then adjust, okay? And then the other caution is to make sure that when other opportunities come that are not from your avatar, that you remain open-minded, that you remain creative, and that you look and try to figure out how in the world can I take this product and make it work for this particular person or this particular problem and stay open to these creative opportunities because you never know which one could be way bigger than the one you're in now. Had I not been able to say, okay, it's similar enough that we're willing to do a whole bunch of work to retrain a bunch of people to handle this. And we were able to build out all kinds of cool technologies for them after that. And we weren't a technology company, but they kept having problems and we kept figuring out solutions to help them. So it grew into a business and a new opportunity just because I wasn't so focused on the avatar that I ignored new business opportunities. So, and, and, I, and my initial knee-jerk reaction to that phone call was, yeah, you're not who we're marketing to. Um, I'm not focused on that now. I wanna stay with my core offer. And that would have been a colossal mistake. Okay, so hopefully that makes some sense as we go into the weekend. We'll pick up our discussion on uh, education and perception and creativity and stuff tomorrow and I'll wrap, I'll complete that loop. That will be tomorrow, I promise you. But I just wanted to get on this, this uh, live for avatars today just because I've had so many discussions with people who I believe are making a, a grave mistake being so focused on their avatar that they're not willing to look at opportunities that may be better suited for the solution that they've put out there. So hopefully that's helpful. I hope you have a great weekend. Please know that uh, I think we just want you to know as a mate, you're amazing. You're the bomb.com. Thank, oh, thank you so for much. that clarity. Nick and Monica always bringing the goods. Appreciate them very, very much. All right. Well, it's uh, Friday night, so let's go have some good time tonight. Dance away. Have a good time. And until tomorrow when we do our next live. This is Aaron Stewart saying, entrepreneurs are changing the world. We are the ones that people need to solve the world's biggest problems and make the world a better place. Until next time, thanks for joining me. See ya.
Hey everyone, I want to really thank you so much for joining me on your entrepreneurship journey. If there's anything you learned today or if there is a topic you would like me to discuss in the future, I would really love to hear from you. I do have a favor to ask. Would you please subscribe to our podcast or Facebook page and please like, share, and use the hashtag TheLittleBlackCouch. It would really help get this message out and hopefully help more people like us. Now let's get out and change the world together.